kept dour watch over their mugs from a darkened far corner, carefully ignored by all and sundry. Baronial soldiers saw duty in the capital as an opportunity to drink and swive away their pay. Imperials lived there and expected, and demanded, better prices on everything. Paraja was sympathetic, in principle, but in practice. You didn't save up enough money for your retirement by getting four for three on beers or whores. There were, however, ways to put aside a few coins here and there. He slid a copper quarter-mark coin across the bar and accepted a large mug of sour beer in return. He had had worse, and he had had better. Good enough to get drunk on, and that would be fine for lonely men, late at night, and more than enough to boost the spirits of the four men in peasants' tunics who sat in front of a low table in the darkened corner farthest away from the fireplace. Reading people came naturally to Parajal. These four had come to the capital to sell something, and given that the harvest was many ten days away, it would be livestock, and a fair amount of it. Or four men could not have been spared of their crops long enough to make a trip to Biemistrin and back. Parajal could practically have counted the coin in their pouches. Drinking and whoring up a bit of their profits was only natural and as one blocky man rose to take his place in line in front of the curtain to the back rooms, an imperial soldier pushed out, through the curtains, and beckoned to his companions, who, despite a few grumbled complaints, quickly drained the last of their tankards, rose, and left. Parajal nodded to himself. Midnight was fast approaching, and while baronial soldiers would not likely have to put up with a nightly headcount in the barracks, the imperials would be on duty the next morning or the next afternoon at the latest, and neither imperial decurions nor officers were noted for their understanding and sympathy at lateness, or at anything else for that matter. As the imperials exited into the night, raucous laughter followed them. One started to turn back. Putting up with mockery from Ternalians was probably not something any of them cared for, but desisted when one of his fellows grabbed his arm and pulled him along. There were times to fight, and times not to be late. With the last of the Imperials through the door and out into the night, the speed and volume of the singing and drumming picked up instantly, as though the Ternalians had been holding back out of respect for the stodginess of the departed soldiers. Parajo muffled a grin. One Ternalian laughed loudly, raucously, and the cackling was picked up by the rest, as though to emphasize for the Imperials that the real fun only began when local soldiers had to report back to their barracks. A civilian, a well-muscled young man, whose clean, well-tailored white linen tunic spoke of wealth, joined in the laughter, too loudly. A round of beer for my Ternalian friends, if you please, he called to the innkeeper, his voice still too loud, his tone too familiar by half, at least. Friends, are we? A thick-set Ternalian answered, quietly. He was a big man, half a head taller than his companions. The silver bars on his collar points proclaimed him a decurion. The untarnished shrine on them and the empty pitchers stacked on the table suggested that he was busy drinking up his promotion pay with some friends. This was, quite possibly, the last time he would be able to do that. That was one of the troubles with rank. After the first or fifth or thirty-fifth time he put his former drinking friends on extra duty— he would have to find himself new friends to do his drinking with.
He would have to find himself some higher-class establishment to do his drinking in as well. Flashing his rank off-duty would turn out to be more trouble than it was worth, and he wouldn't be able to rub elbows with ordinary soldiers in this sort of dive without having to do that. But let him enjoy tonight, at least for the moment. There was no possible harm in that. The lot of them were in well-worn but clean uniforms. And from that, and the rate at which they were drinking and swiving up their pay— Parajo guessed that they were being rotated out of the capital and back to their barony. It didn't do to keep baronial troops too long away from home, and that was something that both the barons and the emperor agreed on, although likely for entirely different reasons. The decurion more staggered than walked over to where the merchant sat, and plopped himself down in a chair. Friends, you say, he said from around a sneer, his voice thick and slurred. You'll forgive me for not recognizing the old companion.